Great day, everybody. I am your host, K. Joe. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Uh, we'll come to you at least twice a week. Do me a favor. If you enjoy the topics that you hear or you would like to give some input or there's a specific topic that you would like to discuss, do me a favor and subscribe and shoot me an email uh, that I'll provide for you. Well, let's move forward and let's get into uh, our episode. Greetings, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the third episode of K. Joe's Hot Topics. I do have a special guest with me today. Uh, but before that, if you have not listened to both episodes one and two, I am going to <laughs> strongly advise you to take a listen to those. Also, uh, please subscribe to this podcast. It looks like this, the subscribing option is available on Apple Podcasts. Um, on the other sites for Anchor and the other, was it Google Cast, I believe, um, I can see that you all are listening. So thank you so much for your support. I will provide an email address um, for some of the more adult topics that we are going to discuss. But today, um, on a lighter note, I do have a special guest, one that is very near and dear to me. Uh, this is the third half of me. If I were to be able to be split into three parts, she'd be one of them. Uh, this is my youngest sister. Uh, she is 17. Uh, she is a model student. She is a part of the ROTC program where I don't know if she's going to be a Navy veteran or an Army veteran, but <laughs> we'll let her pick as long as it's not the Marines. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but she is very near and dear to me. Uh, I'm going to bring her on here today. We're going to have a very wonderful, <laughs> a very in-depth discussion um, as it pertains to school pre-COVID, school during COVID, the quarantine after. Well, COVID is still happening, but uh, school is about five months left. And I just kind of want to talk to her um, about COVID, how it has affected her personally, as well as some of the violence that has uh, presented itself in our schools. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce my sister. Go ahead, sis. Come on and introduce yourself if you don't mind telling everybody your name. And you don't have to say what school you go to unless you want to shop the school out. That's fine, too. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Christiana. I'm the youngest of the bunch. Um, I currently reside in Illinois. I'm going to not shop my school out this time. I just don't want to face any consequences from them. <laughs> um, but besides that fact, yes, I reside in Illinois. I'm 17 years old. I'm currently a senior in high school. And yes, that's me. Excellent, 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 excellent. Um, are you college bound? I'm definitely college bound. Great, great. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, parents and listeners, if you have teens or children between the ages of 10 and 19, uh, please invite them to listen to this podcast with you. Uh, we're going to discuss some very important topics here, uh, as I did mention uh, before. So let's go ahead and dive in. So, sis, um, I'd like to start by talking about COVID. Um, I want to say COVID has definitely taken everyone uh, by surprise. Um, when I was your age, I think the illness was the H1N1, which looked like it just disappeared. I mean, I remember being in civics class and we were talking about um, how this disease would sweep across the nation and gas prices would on the, would rise and be on the steady incline and people would uh, hoard fuel in their homes. And I mean, it was it was like a scare tactic in my civics class. Uh, his name was, uh, geez, Mr. Mike. 
mm, I can't think of his last, Mr. Mike Curta. He was one of the best uh, civics teachers that I ever had. But I remember sitting in that class and thinking, oh, goodness, you know, once 2015, because we didn't know, you know, I don't think your mind can really foresee a 2021. But we're like in 2015, you know, and this is the next couple of years. You know, I don't know what the state of our world's going to be. I thought it was going to be like, you know, the Lord was coming back and it was going to be mass anarchy. But anyway, <laughs> so if you would, uh, could you kind of talk about the effects of COVID on you, um, both academically and socially? Are you in a good mental space? How did you deal with um, the sudden change in plan and in pace? Uh, so... You're all good. We heard the dishes in the background. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So uh, basically, um, COVID has definitely been rough for several teens. Um, as far as socially, I definitely became more of an antisocial person. I do consider myself to be social, but I quickly transformed into an antisocial person. Um, I didn't really want to be around people. I felt like a lot of people's intentions and motives were negative and wrong as far as like towards me. So um, it was definitely kind of bad in, um, during quarantine and COVID, um, even though it's currently still going on. So uh, when I got back to school, I definitely had to make adjustments. It was weird being around people again, but um, I adjusted. And now, you know, I have my few people that I talk to. As far as academically, um, I failed miserably uh, during quarantine my junior year at home. Um, my first semester, my grades were pretty decent and my second semester, um, they were terrible. I couldn't focus at home. I was tired. Like I was just worn out, even though I wasn't really doing much of anything. I was just so tired for some reason, like mentally, like I was just so tired of being at home and I just didn't feel like doing anything for school. It's just, I wanted to sleep all day, wanted to eat all day, just, take school out of it. Um, fortunately, at the end of my junior year, we went back in person and I was able to get my grades up quickly. So would you so, say, j just for clarity, would yeah. you say that the isolation is what caused you to feel, um, I guess, unmotivated? What, what part of it? I mean, because in my mind, um, as an adult, like I told you before, um, I did work an office job for a year and this was at the start of COVID and we transitioned out of the office to working from home. And as a result of working from home, our pro productivity rates actually increased dramatically. Um, more people were showing up to work, more work was being done. We were hitting our numbers and um, instead of all the call-offs, it was so much more flexibility as far as being home, getting our work done. Those that are parents, we were able to multitask, hey, working and hey, shh, keeping the kids quiet. So I just, I kind of would like a better understanding of how COVID affected you negatively instead of positively. Now, please understand, I do understand uh, the portion of not having the camaraderie and not being able to associate with your friends and your associates. Um, I think we as human beings, as people, we need to be around other people. I think that's in human nature for us to commune with others. Um, however, on a pr productivity sense, I guess I felt like 
you all kind of got it easy. I wish my senior year, uh, I'm not saying I want people to die from COVID, but I wish my senior year we could have worked or stayed home during H1N1. I mean, I've got all my work done. I would have missed, of course, playing on the basketball team. But you get what I mean? So explain that to me. Um, It's actually funny that you say that, like, oh, I would have got all my work done. Because I thought the same thing when I, like, first came home, like, for uh, quarantine. But it was the opposite because it's only, like, it's a certain amount of time that you can keep focused, especially on computers. You can sit there. It's something about sitting there looking at a computer for four hours straight, more so than being on your phone for four hours. It's just, it's different. So it was definitely hard. Like the workload, it was a lot. But as far as like COVID affecting me like negatively, um, it definitely affected me mentally. It was draining. It was, uh, like you said, not being able to have that social aspect of my life. Um, but in having like too too much time on my hands to think um, about just past trauma that I didn't even identify it as trauma um, during that period of time, mm. but I see it as trauma now. That's good. That's so good. coming to terms with that and not being able to ignore it like I used to, because that's how I used to cope is by ignoring it and always being busy. So I think a lot of teens can say that during COVID, we've had a lot of time to think about family, friends, mm. school, work, uh, social media, all of that. And I think it's a lot of negative perceptions on it because of the effect that it's had on us. And of course, you're going to think like, hey, well, family is always going to be positive. You know, that's your family. That's your blood. But we learned a lot about family, school. My teachers are going to be here to support me. We learned about about uh, teachers and how they're not going to always support you. They can't do everything. So it became more of becoming independent. But because I was so young, because I went into quarantine at 15 years old, I'm now 17. So it's two years ago. I'm so young. I'm not fully developed. I can't really understand everything. And I, mm -hmm. I'm still not. Right, right, so right. at 15, it's a lot to have in, in your mind. And you're going to salt out after anything that's going to help suppress it so that you don't feel it anymore. So that's why you see a lot more teens now, drugs, drinking, anything to suppress those feelings and those thoughts because we are not able to deal with it. We're not able to process it. So we went off and did whatever we felt that we needed to do in order to get over it, but it's still there. That's a very so I think interesting, that's really, that's a, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's a very interesting point that you made um as far as being in isolation and it bringing up or surging some of those hidden feelings that we may have suppressed and it caused you to basically you know i like to compare it to when i was a truck driver and i was on the road when you're on the open road you have nothing but open road and space and your mind i'm telling you your mind will do all types of things because all you have is you the road and your thoughts so i'd like to compare that to quarantine and as a child or as a teenager, I can only imagine sitting in the silence of your thoughts, right? That's got to be something very powerful because when you're consistently moving, you're in school, you're in sports, you're in activities, by the time the school day is over with, it's dinner, shower, and bed. But now we have less of, or I'm not going to say less structured, but yeah, a less structured um, type of work or school life. And now I have time to sit and to think and to bask in my feelings and really evaluate how I feel. 
So that's a very interesting point that you mentioned. And we also had a conversation about how you felt that during this COVID period of returning back into the school building, um, that you all lack the support that you need from school staff, from your teachers and from your counselors. And if I remember correctly, you made a statement that you felt that at this time, the most important thing was academia as opposed to us as holistic beings. And I think that's something powerful to come out of a 17-year-old's mouth to admit and say, hey, I don't feel that I have the support that I need from the adults that are around me that control or are are a part of my, my academic success, right? So I, I want you to expound on that. And I really want you to if you could, like if you were sitting and talking to uh, another person's parents, let's say this person is 15 and they're asking you, hey, you know, how do you feel about the teachers? Are they supporting you? What would you say to one of our listeners if they were to ask you that question? Um, so the teachers can only do so much. And at the end of the day, they still have a boss, which is the principal. So. Really, most of the things in the school are ran by the principal as far as what work we're assigned, how much work we're assigned, how long we're in class, our entire schedule. I do feel like we are, every place right now is short of staff. So right now, instead of uh, not just academics being important, they're trying to find more people to hire. So because we don't have that many teachers, it's been very difficult. So now the workload is is like triple. It's triple the work now because they have to give these things out or it's not going to be taught. And also, a lot of schools are pushing kids to take honors classes, AP classes, because it makes the school look better. But I was just having this conversation the other day that the lessons are so rushed to where you all give us an SAT and want us to score in the thousands, but we aren't able to because we were never taught correctly. And what I mean by that is one unit would be done in a matter of a week and unit two starts the second week. I personally don't feel like that's enough time in order to learn something and to master it. Mm -hmm. We don't spend enough time on work. And I feel, especially like with math, high school math is not as easy as people make it seem. You have trigonometry, you have stats, a lot of different things, and mm -hmm. especially with the AP and honors being included into school. So they are trying to push that AP and honors on everyone right now. But I personally feel like half the school is not ready. Um, I've talked to my counselor several times about um this matter, and he's told me that literally after COVID, you had people that had AP classes coming in and making uh, scoring a 900 on the SAT when the usual was 1300. That has to that has to tell you something. Well, I, so, I mean, I certainly would agree that COVID would have a, an effect on standardized testing, right? And we'll leave yes. that conversation for another day because that's a whole nother can of worms that we don't have time to delve into right now. <laughs> but I would certainly agree with you that standardized testing during this type of this is a global <laughs> a global i don't want to call it a catastrophe but this is a global phenomenon right no one is exempt anybody can catch covid and as myself recovering from covid even though i'm covid free i'm still dealing with the aftermath of covid um, I'm still trying to gain my stamina. I'm still trying to breathe correctly. I'm still, you know, getting over congestion and all these other things. So I can only imagine not just the physical effects, but the psychological effects that having COVID and or being in isolation or quarantining can have on you. So moving ahead, um, I wanted to ask you, I am of the belief that COVID has caused 
um, some mental issues in some of our counterparts. Um, I've noticed that there has been a rise of violence um, in high schools and grammar school communities. And I believe that COVID has something to do with it. Um, I can say for myself, being in quarantine and staying in the room, right, for seven to 10 days um, in, in, in an attempt to protect those in my household uh, caused me to question my sanity, even though it was for such a short time period. And I think because I'm used to being around other people and interacting face to face with family, having to be in this restricted or confined area, it affected me. It was almost traumatic. If that's what being in jail is like, I can't imagine. Um, so I don't know if you heard, I did make a uh, an episode. Uh, our last episode was about Ethan Crumbly. It was a young man here in uh, Michigan uh, that went to an Oxford high school and he took lives and they did not discuss COVID being um, a, an attribute or contributor to his poor decisions. But I am of the belief that people are still recovering from being quarantined. So I wanted to transition and shift into that. Um, I want to talk about violence at your school. And as you mentioned, we won't mention your school, but um, I've, I have come across reports of school fights, uh, entire school districts uh, being compromised due to violent behavior. So what steps are being taken at your school to protect you all from possible um, armed shootings? Or is there some type of or a plan or course of action uh, involving conflict resolution? What plans are in place to protect the students at your school during this COVID period? Um, so we're packed with security, or at least they're trying to be. So we have police officers um, that surround the school on the outside. Uh, we have security on the inside. Uh, they've installed way more cameras in the school now. Um, we do have to make sure we always have our IDs on before we come in the building. Sometimes we do have bag checks. Um, just those necessary steps as far as my school. That's what they're doing. So do you feel safe? I mean, for me, the, the anonymity of it all is the most concerning for me. Because as you and I discussed before, we never understand another person's mindset or understand their intention or how they feel. And so what used to be fistfights are now turning into people bringing weaponry and planting guns and sending school threats. I mean, I remember being in high school and I think it was a school threat, maybe once or twice. But now as an adult watching you all's generation come up, I am afraid for my own child because. Kids are not fighting. They're shooting. They're stabbing. They're killing. They're bombing. They're committing mass murders. You know, I thought it was a point of if this is a person that I have an issue with, hey, we duke it out. But instead, teenagers are coming to school with guns and they're shooting up the entire school. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, do you do, I know you said that you have police and you all are, um, you know, security's on call and you can reach them if necessary. But do you really feel safe in your school environment considering today's current events of all the school shootings um if i could be honest with you i don't feel like anyone is um always going to be safe because uh, being realistic like realistically speaking danger is everywhere you always have someone that doesn't always have the uh, good intentions or good motives behind their actions so i don't 
necessarily feel 100% safe every day, but I do know I can depend on this person to protect me if it came down to a situation. But I think another thing I wanted to mention is one of the main reasons that teens are uh, being violent now is because their home situation. I think at home, uh, parents have to get to a point where have to get to a point where they're they're able to talk to their kids about their emotions and their feelings of okay how do you feel about this how are you today are you feeling you know they don't talk to their kids about that they don't consider their kids mindsets or their opinions that's to be good. important that's good that's good. you know uh-huh. so i feel like taking the well i'm an adult i don't gotta talk to you you're not on my level taking that out of it and putting in okay you know what you're a human being us looking at each other as human beings we all have emotions we all have days where it's not going to be peaches and cream so that's why the violence is struck out in school because we're not we're not having these conversations and then you have uh parents that lack knowledge of that lack knowledge to the fact that don't push your kid to do something because you have animosity towards a situation because you have parents that say yeah Bring a gun to school. Shoot them. Beat them up. You have people that do that. See, so I wanna, just those. I want to thank you for making that comment because two episodes ago, uh, we were having a conversation about the importance of parental and community involvement when it comes to children. So you just confirmed that. And parents and listeners, as I've stated before, it is important to communicate with your children, via your children or other children in the community to get an understanding of their mental state so that if something is gone awry, we can address it and we can prevent uh, issues as what my sister has mentioned um, from happening. So moving right along, we, we won't stay long on violence and COVID. I wanted to ask you, so you did mention that you are preparing to go to college. Do you want to talk about your college experience? Can you kind of tell my audience and my listeners, has this been as stressful period for you are you excited what do the plans look like for you because i think you got what about is it four or five more months worth worth of school right and then school will be over with yes i graduated five months excellent so um how i see it is once you get one thing done you got four other things to do that's (laughs) what senior year has been (laughs) so you can feel like okay i've got five things done you got six more things in your list today so So, (laughs) i thought that okay once i get accepted into college i get my financial aid offer um i start shopping a little bit you know have my support system that everything's going to be fine listen i got all of those things done but then i still have to worry about being a senior in high school keeping those grades up because i do want to walk out on stage with you know my honoree you know should okay, all okay. here so i'm trying to work <laughs> towards that but that's been the the most stressful part and then you know i'm an rotc i'm the xo of my platoon so that right there is a lot of responsibility so it's it's been very stressful and i thought hey you know like i said i got my college picked out i don't have to worry about anything anymore I'm looking at my grades. I'm like, oh, you know what? I could bring that B up a little higher. Because it's it's a lot. So if it's not school, it's home. It's not home. If you do have a job, it's work. And if you into social media, you got a lot of clout, it's your clout. So like I said, it's just a lot. Um, It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. I'm going to be honest. When I come home, I don't feel like talking. I just want to go lay down. Take my shower, eat, get up <laughs> like in the morning, do it all adult. over again. So <laughs> right, these right, five right. months can go by fast. But it's a little stressful, but I don't think it's 
too much to handle. You just have to know how to handle it. Makes sense. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, for sake of time, we're going to go ahead and transition out. Um, I want to thank you, my sister, for coming on here and spending time with me to discuss some of these important issues. Uh, Before we go, um, inquiring minds do want to know. And of of course, these parents are listening. So everyone wants to know, is there some type of friend, special friend or, you know, I refuse to say that B word. So go ahead and help us out here. So, you know, I don't have a special friend. I do have a boyfriend oh, um, that goes to my school that I've been with for about eight months now, four months from a year. And it's very exciting What's this as guy's a name? senior. This guy's name is Johnny. Let me stop That's playing. What's up, bro? <laughs> hey, man, we're going to give you a shout out on this episode, y'all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Johnny's really a good kid. So again, sis, I wanted to give you a chance to go ahead and get that shout out for for Johnny there. But uh, <laughs> thanks again, sis, for coming on and discussing these topics with me. Um, no I problem. hope that my Anytime. oh, thank you. I, I hope that my audience will tune in to our next episode. My sister will be back, uh, as promised. We will provide you two episodes a week. Uh, the next topic we're going to discuss uh, relationships. Uh, we'd like to hear that from a the mind of a 17-year-old to explain what it means to her to be in a relationship as she transitions um, on to college. So again, thank you all so much for listening, wherever you may be, be it in your car, in your home, or on your job. Have a good one, and we'll speak again next time. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's episode. Thank you so much for your active participation. Make sure to join us here in a few days uh, as we will have part two to discuss love and relationships from the mind of a 17-year-old. It's been a pleasure to be your host this evening. Take care and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone if you don't tune into the next episode, which I hope you will. Take care. Happy holidays, everyone.